Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No. Roderick. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? It's opinion. I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. Hey guys, I'm Side. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation at the home of Rodri Giggs on Football. This is Series 1, Episode Number 2. Show is live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, as you know, a home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. And some of those series will make their triumphant return very, sh- very soon. But uh, please do give us a follow on social media to keep up to date with all that stuff. And, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Get all the the shows and videos first. And, of course, if you prefer your podcast in audio uh, audio form, then we are now part of the Sports Social Podcast Network, the UK's first dedicated sports podcast network. So do uh, find the show there. You can find all the shows produced by Ace Podcast Nation there or with their own separate uh, websites, pages and whatnot. You can find them at uh, our social media pages. But do check them out. Check out Sports Social as well, because um, it's a massive help to us. If you if you download those audio versions, helps us out a lot, helps us grow, which is all that we need. But uh, just as we wait for a few of the latecomers to join us, as you know, we are supporting uh, the charity Super 6 League this season. And uh, helping to raise some money for two great charities, including Maddie, Maggie's Centre and Mind's Mental Health Charity. Uh, 
and of course no Super Six this week. So it's pretty much as it stands from Monday with Mike Richards or Grandad as he's known uh, tops the round with ten points. Dale Perry was close behind, only second by the golden goal prediction. And after another good round, Gareth Price is still top of the league, but someone needs to knock him off his perch because he's uh, he's getting a bit settled there. And of course, Cardiff City legend. Cohen Griffith is still the man to beat in the ex-players uh, league or little competition, as it were. Uh, but if you'd like to join the league or all the details, the links are in the description. Contact Will Melush, who's probably in the live chat. Um, and there's a Facebook group which you can join linked in the description as well. It's uh, over 90 players. We've raised, I think, £800 for charity, £500, £540 in the prize pot. So uh, all for a good cause and a lot of fun. And I have actually remembered to do my predictions this week. I did them on like Monday to uh, to make sure. But uh, let's get into it, as it were. Um, and I am delighted, as always, to welcome my co-host for this series back to the channel after his stint in the Euros. A successful first episode as well. It's uh, ex-Salford City winger, manager, Mr. Rodri Giggs. Welcome back, my friend. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm alright, mate. Some kids are stressing me out, man. As I just I had to mute myself as I was like, just then. But yeah, the, the, the yeah, uh, it's not just as we speak before you come on air. Though, back to school, so it's not so yeah. bad. Just takes the pressure off a little bit, doesn't it? Like it's got yeah. like three teenagers. They're just too much testosterone going around my house at the moment. It's just unreal. Everyone thinks they're in the right, but um, yeah, it is what it is, mate. It's all good. Um, I'll be glad when the international break is over, mate, which is uh, luckily tomorrow. So I'm quite excited about that. There's loads to look forward to over the weekend. So uh, we'll have a little chat about that in a bit. With the, uh, We'll have a look at some of the Premier League games and whatnot. But, um, yeah, it's going to be good, mate. That's, I've got, so what, we'll start off with the, the thing which we started last week, Weekly Magnificent Seven. So just uh, seven general questions for you. Uh, could be about the season, could be about the week gone by. They'll change each week. So uh, really putting you on the spot, really. But there we go. That's what we decided. We weren't going to plan anything. So we'll see how it goes, mate. Um, so the first question is, which player do you think will get the most bookings or send-ins off this, this season? Or who do you think is going to have the biggest disciplinary problems? If you had to pick Ooh. one. Ooh, it's a tricky one, that, isn't it? Yeah, that's tricky because there's not really any. There's not like a Keane or a Vieira or someone yeah, like that who stands out, is there? No, Fernandinho's a serial follower, but you don't get any yeah. cards for it, so. No. I mean, Shaka is, uh, is probably a fairly decent shout with um, Arsenal. He seems to yeah. get sent off every yeah, other every other week. Um, who else? I can't really think of anyone else, yeah. Jack is the only one that really comes to mind. It used to be like, loads back in the day, but yeah, John, like John Anderson and Fred, people like that, they pick up a lot of like yellow cards. But like, like you say, more like serial foulers who pick up regular yellow cards as opposed to like constantly in trouble or getting sent off or booked. And like even people like um, like Robbie Savage used to get booked like every week. Just from Kedenia, just tackling Kedenia. and moaning. Yeah, there's not really, is there? I'm trying to think now. Who's like a when you go through like the Premier League teams? There's not like a, a player which stands out as being 
whether it's maybe like the, oh, the Leicester centre half or the, what's his name? Which one? The one with long hair? Yeah. Yeah, he had a good Euros here. I like him. I can't remember his name though. Um, someone I'll say in the chat now. Um, but yeah, he's probably a good he, shout. He doesn't lad. mind giving away a few yellow, a yellow though. So mm. sometimes professional fouls, sometimes the good yellows to give go away. But sometimes you got him, mate, don't I? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, next question is: Which one team do you think is in trouble this year? Ooh. Norwich. I think that's a fair yeah, shout. No, uh, Norwich. Could be what uh, Watford as well. Obviously Arsenal. But yeah, they're in big know, trouble. They will upset the Gunners. Gunners. Um, yeah, Arsenal, Watford, or Norwich. They look like they're they're going to struggle. It's mad that isn't it? That yeah, Arsenal's Arsenal, in that conversation. Get out of it, and they'll finish the the usual mid table. But. Uh, and but Watford and well. What's not a good resort? Norwich, though. Norwich look like they haven't learned anything. No. Time. Well, with Norwich, last the last time they came up, two seasons ago, they didn't sign anyone, did they? They went in literally with their championship squad. And I know they picked, I think they've picked up a couple of players, but they haven't really, like, when I look at it, I don't think, well, yeah, they really strengthened. No, but, no, but that experience, mate, is... It's, it's invaluable and they've had the experience so obviously they've not learned from their experience and they keep like oh maybe they're just not good enough mm, but then that's what I mean why like to me I can understand why they gave those players a chance the first time they came up a couple of seasons or a couple of seasons ago I can understand giving those players a go they're the players that got you there they were a very good team in the championship but it didn't work like at all so they should have made sure to strengthen in the vital areas this year. And I don't know if they have, but time will tell. A few people saying Sheffield United. Um, Donna says Derby are going to struggle in the championship this year. I think yeah. um, a few people saying Arsenal as well. It's crazy Derby to me. Was, that Derby, Derby Arsenal. Was struggle just, just for being lack of numbers. Yeah. The, th the thing I'm, I think I said to Andy, it might be in the last show we've done actually, but like, the thing with what I think Rooney's done quite well is right before the sort of transfer window closed, he brought in a couple of really good, experienced, like championship and Premier League footballers. They might be coming to the end of their career, but they won't. Um, they won't panic under that pressure if Derby, you know, if they do lose a few games on the bounce and stuff like that. And I think those sorts of players might dig them out of trouble a bit. Um, Reece says championship experience themselves with it yeah of course you know, Jack Elk has been in the championship so they've all got experience as well but yeah it's um it's difficult Uphill. Got players them games thick and fast every week twice a week yeah championship's brutal isn't it like the just the speed the games come at it's if you haven't yeah. got a big enough squad and that's why I think Cardiff will struggle this year because they've they've streamlined their wage bill but they've left themselves way short in my opinion but uh, time will tell, I guess. Risa is the player you want about. It's uh, Soy Soyonko, Soyenko, is that one uh, from Leicester? I don't know if how you pronounce that, but um, yeah. I think that's the defender. He had really good Euros actually. Um, but I think Leicester again are going to do quite well. But we'll just might discuss that in a minute. Um, most likely team to go up from a championship. West Brom. Good uh, which young player do you think will make an impact in the Premier League this year? Uh, 
I know he has in the last two years, but I just still think this kid's going to keep getting better and better. So I have to say Mason Greenwood. Yes, I uh, I tend to agree with that one. I gotta be honest. Yeah, and the thing is, he is so young, and he he's, he might have played a couple of seasons, but twenty, still twenty, nineteen, twenty, twenty years old, looking good already, and he gets to train with Ronaldo and Cavani every week, every day now. Like, do you know what I mean? That's only going to be good for him. Yep. Um, player who you think may struggle this year? Player that I think may struggle. Ooh. I guess it depends what you think of his struggle. Do you, if you think of it as struggle from a performance point of view, or, or struggle to get games, or struggle yeah, just generally, for like for, for performance, this might shock people. This, but just in the first year, I think Jack Grealish might struggle in the city side. Yeah, a couple of people said that there. Um, yeah, I'm not. It's, it's, it's going to take him a bit of time, and I think like Jesse Lingard is going to struggle for games, for minutes, even in the cup games. I was amazed he stayed at United. Um, I thought it was really weird. I do think, however, it's probably because he's in charge of where he goes now. If he doesn't sign another contract between now and January, he's going to get a big payday. He's going to get a big contract. So I do wonder if that was, if he didn't fancy West Ham on a permanent basis for whatever reason, maybe he fancied to move abroad or whatever. Like he's in control of where he goes now, isn't he? Yes, is where is like, but yeah. can't blame him really. Uh, no, he, he backed himself to think, you know, I'm good enough to be in this team, so he's got to perform like he did last year, and he'll get more games if he does does perform and score goals. But he's got to be given the opportunity and given the opportunity in the right place, not in the wrong position, because that would be unfair for him. Yeah, and that, funny enough, Rook fitting someone into the wrong position is something I'm going to ask you about in a bit. But with Lingard, like, to me, he's just not going to play. Like, no matter how good he does in training, no matter how good he might do for England, there's two players ahead of him in all the positions that he would normally play. And I think when you've got that, and and then even some of them will probably interchange ahead of him as well. And I think it's a weird one because when he left, he left because there was... You know, he wasn't getting picked and he wasn't getting game time. He went and played amazing or really well for West Ham. He's come back. Nothing's really changed. Like, in fact, it's probably got more difficult for him to get a a first-team spot because of the players that have come in. So, look, fair play to him for backing himself. And also, you know, he's, like I say, not many footballers get to be in the control of their own destiny in terms of where they're going to go and stuff. If he he comes in and performs and scores goals, he or makes goals, they can't leave him out. They'll they'll make they'll make a place for him. But where you know it's either one of two positions. So that's either Bruno or you you can put Pog where Pogba plays, but that only leaves one holding midfielder. So yeah, they got a. I mean, they he's adapt, He's almost adapted it a little bit to fit Pogba in, haven't he? Because Pogba's been playing on that left hand side. Well, Pogba's a good enough player that you, you can do that. You can play. Yeah. You can build the kind of team around him. But you know, he, he's got to perform now as well. He, he, no, the, all these players, what especially Pogba, was screaming for. Oh, I don't know about if I'm going to sign your contract. I want better players at the club. There you go. You've got yeah. better players at the club. 
No, you you're not guaranteed. To, yeah, you got you got better players at the club now, but you're not guaranteed that you'll be able to start. It's no, the only exactly. problem. No, if you don't perform, and, and and Jesse Lingard comes in and scores goals, and set. but Pogba started really well. I can't see. I can just see him raising his game with better players. Yeah, and especially because his contract, you know, and it's not necessarily directed at him, just players generally. When their contracts are up, they tend to excel a little bit because they're in the shop window for their club, for other clubs. It's just the way it is. Um, Surprise team of the season. Cut off and surprise team of season, yeah. you said. Yeah. Uh, it's only been three games, so it's difficult, isn't it? So yeah. I'd say I'd say Everton look good. With I thought they looked good on paper last year though, and they just didn't quite happen for them. Like you look at some of the players they've got, they got some really good footballers, but it's uh, it's whether they can get it going on paper. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say, yeah, I'd say Everton because you know uh, he was under pressure when he was coming because obviously his, his history with Liverpool. You know, there's a good manager that's just left, but yeah, they, they look. I like Benitez. He's a good manager. He's, he's up there, with one of the, the best around. So they've got a good manager there, and if you know, to keep the players and to keep the players fit, they'll, I think they'll do well again. Yeah, he rarely fails, does he? But he has, in in all honesty, like he'll he's done a pretty good job wherever he goes. Um, a few interesting comments though. Uh, Holgate that says Lingard for me is going to waste a, a season of football for him. Do you agree with that? That he could end up wasting a season. Um, I've talked about this this, this this week. It's a difficult one because he's obviously backing himself and he loves the club. Plus, he was a kid with Ronaldo, so he might want to play with Ronaldo. And what you said, you know, if the worst comes to the worst, then I can leave and I can get a big pile of money. So, yeah, yes, but in my opinion, at his age, at 28, he should be playing, you know. He's, I know he's a fit lad, he can play for another 10 years, but then 10 years go quick. And such with such a good season at West Ham, yeah, it's, it's a difficult decision. A difficult decision, but you know he, he's backed himself. And you've got a you've got a, a mile out, to be honest. But yeah, and I think got, when he plays, he just got to score. I think people are sometimes underestimate as well the pull that Man like not Man United necessarily, but when you've been at a club since you were a kid, and now you're 28, like he's been there a long time. So just the sentimental side of it, it's going to be difficult to walk away from that, especially like you mentioned when you've got Ronaldo coming back to the, the the team and stuff like that. Of course, there's a bit of a pull, but for me, I felt like he should have followed up that half a season with West Ham by moving and and really pushing on at the age he's at. But you know, he'll probably go somewhere in January, I would imagine, or at least sign a contract I, with I someone. Still, I still think there's, there's something to. I still think he's got something to, to prove. So I think that he could have another good season with Man United. Okay, that's interesting because. And, and then he... not go to a team like West Ham, go to a, a team, you know, like like Everton or. Leicester, maybe? 
Leicester, you know, Arsenal. It, it relegation fodder. Arsenal relegation <laughs> fodder. Lingard would improve Arsenal's team. No doubt. Of course he would, yeah. No doubt. And he would play every week and it'd improve the team. So, teams like that, he would you know, walk into. Yeah. What I don't want to see with Jesse Lingard, because I do think he's a good footballer, what I would like to do, I what I would say, what I don't want to see him do is what well, we talked about Phil Jones last week. Like, I don't want to see him go down that route where you end up with like he's been at United training, but he hasn't played for like three years and then he's 31. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, if we're I, still having this conversation in three years' time, yeah, that's I, a waste. I personally, I, I personally know his father, I've known him a long time, so and so I kind of know Jesse's mentality. That's not gonna happen, so yeah. That's good. I, 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 yeah, I know. Like he, he rubs people up the wrong way. I think from the outside with some he of the wants, social media stuff. He wants to play him when he doesn't. Play, he wants to play him when he doesn't. Even when Mourinho was manager, when he wants to play, he doesn't play. He's one of them that'll knock on the manager and what's going on. Why am not playing? But, uh, so you know, he don't stay quiet. He's he's, he's got a box. Yeah. But, you know, good stuff. Ultimately, with the squad he's got now, you've got when you're in, you've got to do well to stay in. And he knows that. Yeah, and I think that, that takes me into the, the one of the subjects I was going to ask you about, which is Donny van der Beek. Um, so, which we're going, we're going to talk about the Brazil and Argentina thing in a minute, but like the Brazil players can't play this weekend. So, Fred is out with the United team. McTominay's just coming back from surgery. So, United haven't really got a hold in midfielder, and a lot of people are saying if he doesn't pick Van de Beek or he picks Matic over Van de Beek, that shows that he doesn't fancy him. Blah blah. blah. But to me, Van de Beek's not a holding midfielder. I think he can play next to a holding midfielder, but I think it would be quite brutal to chuck him in as the holding midfielder with all that attacking talent in front of him. And expect him to do that job because that's not the job he does. That's not a player he is. And I just, I don't know. I, what do you think of like? Yeah. Well, do you think it's clip, a big thing? Man, there's a video clip of Man United training and Fred mm. and Van der Beek defending, and Fred tears him a new asshole and, and like twists <laughs> him up. I think they put that out for a reason. Yeah. He cannot play holding midfielder. So, yeah, yeah, and it's not his game. His game's one such football, getting the box, scoring goals. So, and you've got Matic there, and you could, you could. Lindelof. I very, I very much doubt it. Yeah, because Lindelof. If you were going to put Lindelof there, you'd have to work on it for a week. He's probably got home last night from in, international duty, coming training today, and he's got a game tomorrow. So you can't yeah. work on it properly. So I don't. I just see Matic all day, Pogba, and. Uh, Fernandez. Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? Just to put slot matage in there. And I think the way yeah, Newcastle no, play, they only need one old in midfielder. I do think actually Van der Beek could be quite an asset to United alongside uh like Fred or McTomney or someone and playing from deep while Pogba and Fernandez are further forward. But he's got he's got to be given he a chance, mate. Can't can do it off the bench. Up. No, he needs to be given the proper chance. He's not really been given the good run of games, but 
it's, it's a tough school. You're at Man United. You've got to come in and hit the ground running. If you don't, you get left behind. It's just as yeah. simple as that. I've seen it so many times with good players coming in. People tell about Juan Braston Verón, how he was a bad player. Do me a favour. He was a brilliant player. He just had poor scores and Roy Keane in front of him. He had fucking no chance. So yeah. it, it was just... Yeah, it's just one of them, you've just got to perform when you're in. If you're not, you know, it's a tough skill and that's what Look you signed up for. You've got to take your chances when you get them. In. And, and of course, there's pressure which comes with that. Like you look at Rashford when he made his debut. Um, you know, uh, I think Martial, I think it was, got injured in the warm-up. And Van, da- Van Hal had the choice of either, right, I chuck this kid in or I chuck one of the midf- midfielders up front or winger up front. He went with Rashford. Rashford scored two. The rest is history, of course. But like Rashford had to take that chance. If he had gone in and, and been a bit starstruck and struggled, then he might not have got another chance till the end of the season or the next season. And at the big clubs in the big games, you've got to just take your chance, whether it's five minutes, ten minutes, here and there, or whether it's a run of games. You've just got to do it. Um uh, Alexander Oliveira is back. Welcome back, Alexander, from last week. He says, um, who will be the oldest player this year uh, who will be the most successful in the Premier League, maybe over all the ages? Uh, there's a few in there this year who are um, like getting on a bit in the, in the Premier League. Like, What's Ronaldo, 36? Yeah, but you say, you, you say getting on these these. Well, let, let's put Ronaldo aside because he's not a 36-year-old. He's like a 30-year-old. 30, 30 yeah, yeah so he's, he's built like me. So, just put him to one side and just don't think of him as, as old. Just think of him as a freak. So, but Cavani, um, who else is the old players? I'm trying to think. Um, a lot of them. Fernandinho, he's getting on now. How old is he, Fernandinho? He's um, he's got to be mid thirties, isn't he? Uh, I'd have to have a think about that and have a look at some of the players. I like off the top of my head, I can't think, but I know that there is a, quite a few older players around at the moment. But no, like you got like a, a few centre halves that are getting on. Yeah, on. some of the keepers like um, you got like Ben Foster's like thirty eight, I think, at Watford. Um. Keep the Norwich keeper as well. You can, you can you know, get away with it a bit, can't you? But, um, yeah, I think... But then you've got, like, uh, Phil Bardsley is 36. At uh, Burnley, Ashley Young. I think Ashley Young will do quite well for Villa, I do. Um, yeah. Well, what's, what's who else have we got? Is Will Ian still at Arsenal? He's, like, 33. No, he's he's gone back to Brazil, hasn't he? William. He did go back today. So, who do you think is the oldest footballer in the Premier League? Because this has shocked me. I mean, it's, it shocked me so much. I'm going to check it now because I don't think it can possibly be true. Who would you say is the oldest footballer in the Premier League at the moment? Oh, at the moment. Um... <laughs> I know it was wrong. I thought it was wrong. So, on this list. It says um, the oldest footballer is Angus Gunn, who plays for Norwich. And it's got his date of birth down. It's 22nd of December, 1963. So it says he's 57. It's, it's wrong. <laughs> he's, he's 25. But of course, this is Lee, Lee Grant and Ben Foster, are the oldest two. 
um, both goalkeepers, obviously, um, followed by Michael McGovern and Thiago Silva. But um, Thiago Silva, yeah. But yeah, these these are experienced players who have looked after themselves. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? Like if you go back, say, fifteen years. Those mid-30s players, the reason they was retiring is because they were not in the shape they're in. Like, most of these footballers now, 38, they're in incredible shape, you know? And I just... It's different, isn't it? It's like Thiago Silva is 30, whatever he is, but he's he's probably got the fitness and the the body fat of a a 30-year-old. It's just... Exactly. It's a different. Uh, they just all look after themselves so differently. Um, Willie Caballero, Willie Caballero's thirty-nine um, was at Chelsea last year. So, yeah, I, I, maybe they got Angus's Angus Gunn's date of birth mixed up with his dad's, but the looks of it, I reckon. Um, uh, Lorna says, Rodri, do you think Romeo Beckham will have a football? Or how do you think Romeo Beckham will do in his football career? Difficult question that because um, how old is he now? I don't, I don't know. 18, 17, 18. But usually, you know, if no one else has signed you and you signed on for your dad's team, uh, yeah, red flags. Yeah, what about um, isn't uh, Kai Rooney and Ronaldo Jr. both playing for United this year? They're in their, I think they're in yeah. different age groups, possibly, but. Yeah, that that'd be good, wouldn't it? Them two playing the same team. Could you imagine? Yeah, Sheesh. you could see the you could see the Rooney's kids are gonna be decent because he's got a frigging football pitch in his back garden, a full three G football pitch. So yeah, they're playing football every day. So, yeah, that's it. They'll be, they'll be, they'll be. I'm pretty sure you'll see the Rooney's playing football. For a long it would time. be, um, it would be iconic, wouldn't it, to see like Rooney and Ronaldo play for anyone like and and sort of line up together or against each other yeah, just so I find this uh, difficult though because it's so much pressure for a young young yeah. kids as well I think they're like under 11s or 12s or something that's so yeah. much pressure can you imagine whatever happens you're always going to be compared always never no always don't, don't compare them, but you're always going to compare yeah. them. So, and that's difficult when your dad's Wayne Rooney and your dad's Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, these best players ever lived. Yeah. Can you imagine, though, right? Ronaldo's son, or Messi's son, they could go and have this incredible career, average like 20 goals a season for their whole career, do amazing, and they'd still be like, ah, you didn't do as well as your father, though. And it's like... Yeah, exactly. And still just, be a world... Like, talk about Harry Kane, you know, the Harry Kane and Ronaldo, stupid idiots from Talk Sport, and one of them said he'd rather have Harry Kane in the final than Ronaldo. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, so, that, yeah, that was embarrassing, mate. That was a good thing. The point is, no, Harry Kane's a world class player, but we're talking about two different animals in Messi and Ronaldo, the freaks. So, how you could choose anyone over them two, or, or we're talking about Ronaldo, anyone over Ronaldo in a final. Yeah, he scored umpteen goals in the final, and Aris Kane scored zero. <laughs> just 
clickbait <laughs> nonsense. It's crap. Oh, yes. It's a dumb footballer who doesn't do his research. And that's what it was. I think when we talked about it last week, it was like they clearly hadn't done their research because, like like you said, Ronaldo had scored multiple goals in finals and big games and Harry Kane had never scored a goal in a final. And it was like, that's just the basic research for the conversation. But Listen, don't get me wrong, Harry Kane is a world-class striker. Yeah, he's outstanding. He's got a different... different well, he's got like seven, six, seven, six hundred goals. There's a reason why... Nobody else has won the Ballon d'Or in the last however many years it is. It's because no matter how good the various players over the years have got, they can have a great season, whether it's a Griezmann or a, a Neymar, all these players who've come close, Van Dijk and, and all these players who came close. But Ronaldo and Messi are just on this other planet in terms of their stats, their performance, everything. And well, let's see if Messi is on that same because he's been in a, a blessed, blessed team, and now he hasn't done so great in Argentina like Ronaldo's done in Portugal. So let's see how he does in PSG. Yes, he's got a wealth of Richardson and the, be the best team, and should walk it. So let's see how, how good he is if he goes to a different league and different players. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I, like I said to you last week, mate. I really wish I wanted Messi to come to the Premier League. Didn't care who it was for. Just wanted him in the Premier League to see if he could do it, if he could, you know, really kind of push it. Yeah, he did. Well, of course he did. Because, and to me, I won't, like, I'm not saying this is why, it's just my opinion. The one thing which people always separate Ronaldo and Messi from is they'll say, well, Ronaldo's done it in three different leagues. He's done it in England, which is notoriously the hardest league to do it in. Messi has never done that. And that's what always gets kind of chucked in there. And if he had come over here and really struggled, people would have used that as a barometer to judge him. Whereas he can go to Paris, he's probably guaranteed at least 30 goals a season, get a wedge of money, play with all the you know the various superstars they've got. It's kind of like an easy life to a certain extent, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Um, Big Alan Jones, he says, uh, do you think... Uh, Troy Deeney will have a big impact at Birmingham this year for the championship. I've just seen that come up on my screen that he, he's, he's starting on the bench against Derby. So, yeah, I think he'll, he's still got a bit left in him. And for the love of the club, the, the boyhood club, yeah, I think you'll see a good year or two out of Troy Deeney. Personality wise, I think he'll bring a lot to them as well um, behind the scenes because Birmingham got quite well, a young he's not team. He's a lazy player, he works right. So, for, Followed by example, by you know, working hard. And yeah, he's still got quality riding. And in the championship, he's got experience there as well. So yeah, I think he'll Professional, mate, as well. And he's like one of those older players who's like, he'll turn up with the right attitude in the right well, shape. He, and then... Yeah, he, he is professional. He wasn't so, uh, so much a few years ago, but now he's eating right. He's lost a few pounds. So yeah, if he's still on that mindset, then yeah, he'll do some damage. Uh, it's an interesting question, um, which I'd be very interested to hear your take on, because uh, like we talked about it a few times on the football shows um, before. Like uh, Cade says, will Wayne Rooney get the best out of Ravel Morrison? Will he be the one? Well, if it's anyone, anyone who's going to get the best out of Ravel Morrison, it'd be Wayne Rooney. But so I, I said similar. I said. If I'm Ravel Morrison, like Wayne Rooney is someone who I've seen 
come up from as a teenager all the way through his career. Someone I probably admire. He's played for United. He's played for England, etc. Like I could see him relating more to Rooney than any of the other managers that he's been under. But then the other side of me says, well, if Fergie couldn't get the best out of him, is is Rooney? He was young and he was impressionable. He was wrong, wrong, wrong. I know personally the people he was hanging about with, and you know they weren't the people he should be knocking about with. So, Mm. but I think Wayne Rooney's going to be the one that's going to be honest with him as well. You know, this is so many chances. This is going to be your last chance. Are you playing dog shit football? No, this is it. I'm giving you a chance. you can just take it because you've got the quality. You can, you can just be honest with him and say to him, "What? Just be honest with him and just be right up front with him." And I think, how good is he? How good is Ravel Morrison, mate? Pardon? How good is he, Ravel Morrison? Yeah, he was, he was. He was really good. He still is really good, but no, time keeps going, doesn't it? But yeah, he was really good. But yeah, some mate, when, when you're knocking about people who carry on got carry guns, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of like two different two different worlds which can't coexist, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's no. just impossible for it to to keep I'm going. Sure it's a big place, but it's not if you know what I mean. Yeah, so. well, the thing is, when you run in certain circles, wherever you live, Manchester or Cardiff, whatever, like those circles, even though the city might be big, those circles are quite small in terms of people know everyone and they know where people hang around and who they're hanging around with and. Yeah, you're a... he, no, he, he was young. People make mistakes. He's still course, yeah. a very, very good player, and just hopefully, he, he, you know, he had a good run at it. And and listen to the manager because there's no no better person to learn from than Wayne Rooney. No, mate, nothing would make me happier than to see Ravel Morrison come out at the end of this season with like, you know, fifteen assists and ten goals, and have have really started to show what he can do because. Mm-hmm. Like you say, time ticks on. Seasons go by. He gets older, and if he doesn't do it for Derby, Rab- he's got to be late twenty. I reckon he's the same age as Jesse Lingard. If I'm guessing, I will check now though. No, no, you're right. He is. He was in the same squad as Jesse Lingard and Pogba. So uh, twenty-eight. Right. Yeah, bang on twenty-eight. Yeah. So like, I just think if the you know if it goes badly at Derby or it doesn't work out, who's I don't know if he'll get another chance, really. It's just what level? What level? Yeah. Well, the thing is, if it goes well at Derby, mate, there's no reason why he can't be back playing in the Premier League if he if he keeps that going. Like he's no, clearly got the quality. The type of person, though, that you know, if he's happy at Derby, why change? He's playing football. He's happy. Maybe if Wayne Rooney were left, Wayne Rooney would probably take him with him. But he's the type of character just think, you know, I'm happy here. I'm back playing football. I don't want to disturb it because he's had so many. That's the type of characters. Even if like a big team coming from you know what, I'm happy here. Just leave me alone. Just yeah. Well, I think that type of character. Especially if you've been in the situation where he's been, where you've been to so many clubs. If you finally get a club which you're happy at, you like the manager and you like the area and all that sort of stuff. Why change it? You know, well, it's stay, um. He probably stays in Manchester. Or, you know, Derby's probably an hour away, an hour and ten from Manchester. So it's not that far. You know, no. So, yeah, he's, he's not that far from home, but like I say, he's older now, so... Yeah, uh, Messi went from a three-team league to a one-team league, says uh, Holgate that. He's not wrong, really. I know PSG didn't win the league last year, but that was probably a freak of uh, freak of nature, really. Um, Alexander says, is that 
Uh, is that Man United with Cristiano is going to cross a milestone because uh, Juventus did not know how to draw the full potential of his game. Uh, so I say, I think he's, I think he means will United. I mean, arguably Juventus didn't play to his strengths, but I also think he outscored Chris, uh, Romano uh, Lukaku, who just signed for Chelsea for what, just under 100 million. And that's it. I think it, the stats alone say that if you put the ball in the right areas, Ronaldo will score goals. I don't think you're going to see him running down the wing and putting in crosses like he used to back in the day. I think he's been signed as a number nine because Cavani can't play every game. You know, you might see him drift out wide. You might even, you know, you might. There might be the odd game where you see Cavani in the middle and Ronaldo on the left or the right. But I think nine times out of ten, Ronaldo will be playing as a number nine. Is that my wrong there, mate? No, no, 100%. You, know, you just got to use him for his strengths. Look at Portugal, just leave him in the area and just feed him balls. And the ball will end up in the back of the net. It's just very simple, you know. Anywhere around the goal, he scores goals. So, why would you want him out wide? Why would you over it on the left? When you've got Sancho, Marshall, Rashford, Greenwood. They've all, all players that can do that now. So, yeah, he'll score. Guarantee he'll score 25 goals. I nearly said 30, but... You know, I'm being reserved. He will score 25 goals in the Premier League this year. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, I'd be amazed if he's. Um, I'd be yeah, I'd be absolutely amazed if Ronaldo doesn't get like at least 20 goals in the league. You know, unless maybe an injury, suspension, something like that. I'd be amazed well, because where you can go back to steamrolling teams when you get on top of them, just steamrolling, and they've got the the, the firepower now. And the mentality of, you know, let's just stick it, keep going, keep going and see how many we can get. They, they kind of got that mentality from, from from two years ago and they just kept on building it, but the players are getting better. So, yeah, the mentality to keep on getting better. Well, they're playing Newcastle tomorrow, mate, um, in the league uh, at Old Trafford. Um, very quickly, I was looking at the Newcastle squad and I was looking at the defenders they've got. And I was thinking, oh, could be a long, long day for some of those guys tomorrow. When you look at the firepower and the attacking players that United are going to put out, put on the bench, let alone the first team. And and, then there's not a defender in that Newcastle side where I look at them and I go, quality defender, mate. Like there's a couple who are all right, but there's not one which sticks out. He's, he's all right, but you know, it's, it's yeah, it's there's a couple which are, are all right, like, yeah, if it was that it. Park, then I'd be saying, mm, no, but it's at Old Trafford, it's packed out, you can't get a ticket for that unless it's three, four hundred quid, which is I've been heard of for, for years. So, and that's all down to Ronaldo, so it's going to be bouncing there. On, on three what do you think the score is going to be? Pardon. Projecting the score is going to be. I think it's really going to be a bouncing, bouncing day, and it's going to be a four or five nil. A few people have said in the chat um, throughout that they reckon Ronaldo is going to score at least two. You think he? Do you think he starts? And do you think he'll score? <laughs> you, people are saying this. Do you really think that Ronaldo's not going to start? Yeah, he could be on the bench, mate. Could be on the bench. 
Overrated. He's done. He's finished. Cristiano Ronaldo's for that. Oh, mate. Someone said, uh, so I was listening to Talk Sport earlier, and someone, oh, it was no, yesterday. It's quite late. And uh, this guy phoned up. He was a Chelsea fan, and he was giving it the, uh, uh, you know, Ronaldo's in decline. He's, um, <laughs> this is the beginning. They've signed him. They're paying him, you know, all this money, and they're going to be embarrassed again, like they were with Falcao. And then, the guy who was presenting said um, he was top scorer in the Serie A. He scored in every game he played in in the Euros, and he's just scored two for Portugal against Ireland. Where did the decline start? Like because it's like he's just a machine of these just goals after goals after goals wherever he goes, and it's kind of like all right, I show me where's the decline because I haven't seen it. Just when people say that, so I just laugh at them, and they're just they're, you're obviously scared of Man United now when you put up daft rubbish statements like that because it, it, it's out there, it speaks for itself. Look at the data the top goal scorer in, in, uh, in Italy, he's just got the golden boot in the Euros it was three months, two months ago, and he's just scored two goals in two minutes with like Joel Jordan esque headers. Absolute stanchion, the second one. So, yeah, to win the game and then not even talked about. He's ripped his top off, got his top out, got another yellow card out. No one's asked, but he misses the next game. It's Ronaldo at top off. Yeah. You can do and do you know what he done? He could have taken a few days off, could have stayed out there with Portugal, had, you know, had a bit of a break. Straight back to United, mate. Man's a professional. You've got to give him that. Um, Cade says 6-2. He pays millions and millions of pounds to people to look after him to, to keep him in peak shape. That's the way these people do. These people go about now. The top mm. elite stars. They pay money. No, he earns millions now, though. Two, three million to look after his well-being to get another three or four years out of him and then another... 80 million a year, you know, it's it's worth paying for. Has he ever had a long, Donna says, has he ever been injured? Has he ever had, like, I don't remember him ever having, like, a like a no. six-month injury. Do you know what I mean? No. Like a long-termer. Touch, touch, touch wood, no, because, you, you know, unless it's muscle injuries, like, you know, groin or hamstrings, but, like I say, he's in peak physical, he has nutrition, he has fitness. It, you know, he trains, like, five or six times a day. Swimming pool, all the time stuff in his house. That it's all about recovery. Absolute freaks. But then, like, because of his age, if he was to get an injury, like a longer term injury, now, then of course you're gonna have this worry that maybe that could be like the start of the decline. But because so he people, like people demanded. People are always going to say that. They said that about Ryan. Oh, he's 35, 36. He's still playing his 41. That's what they're going to say. They'll always say it. It's just like, whatever. You've just got to just brush yeah. it off and just carry on. That, it will happen. It will happen this season. But you just got to go, do me a favour. It's happened once. Let's see how he recovers fit, and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. But as soon as he has one bit in, what, ever... Going to say, oh, yeah. visit or whatever. Yeah. Let's see if that happens first. Because it's not happening. Yeah. Alexander said, um, 
he said, you've got to remember as well, is that uh, the Serie A teams are really defensive. Like, they're really strong defensively. And the man, he still outscored Lukaku, who's a £100 million striker. So. Notoriously uh, defensively Italian. Yeah. Strong, horrible, you know, fitness off the charts. So, yeah, people don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. They just that, and Chelsea have just paid ninety million for for uh, a goal scoring donkey, and then you've got more about Ronaldo for two two and a half million a year, whatever. Do me a favour. They don't know what they're talking about. And I think it's with Lukaku. I was listening to someone today actually say that the reason Lukaku wasn't a, a success at United is because United won't alter the way they play for one player, whereas no, other teams will. If you all. His build-up play was rubbish. Yeah, you could see it against Liverpool. There, you put you get a good centre half, and you can you know you put pressure on him. His touch is his trampoline foot. It's not changed. It's just not. He's a great goal scorer. Don't get me wrong, but he just doesn't fit for Man United. That's plain and simple. He'll do well at Chelsea. He'll score. Lots do you think of Chelsea goals. will alter the way they play to to play? Because like... no, I think I think you've seen it. Against the, the 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 lesser teams, you're seeing bully him. He's a bully, isn't but, he? Yeah, yeah. He, he can bully him, and, and he's he's strong. He's physically he can come short. He can go long, so he can do all that. But yeah, ninety, yeah. But he'll do well for Chelsea, though. He'll do well for Chelsea. Yeah, I think um, Chelsea. I think Chelsea are going to be right up there this year. Um, Right, I wanted to talk, we kind of got sidetracked a little bit, but it's difficult not to talk about Ronaldo this weekend, um, of course. But the Argentina and Brazil thing is just mental to me. Um, and like I said, we had a little chat about it off air. So Sunday's match was halted literally just after kickoff, um, after the Brazilian health officials objected to the participation of three Argentinian players that they say broke quarantine rules. So the game was abandoned um in turn the brazilian players have been banned for five days Rodri will be back in a minute if you've got any questions for us all now get them in and um we'll answer them but um just in the meantime uh sunday evening i am live with the uh, mma legend mr danny batten and um, we are talking to Welsh light heavyweight boxer Cody Davis, which is going to be good stuff. Looking forward to that. Um, but, yeah, if you've got any questions for us, send them in. I've also got a – what else have we got coming up? I've got a Keeping It Real wrestling show coming out tomorrow. Uh, Return of the Serial Killer Files is also coming out very, very soon. Um start recording that next week so looking forward to that uh it's gonna be good stuff but uh oh roger's back okay, yeah. so uh look 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 um and also super kevin scripted will be back next wednesday um time to be confirmed it'll either be usual time or it'll be 11 o'clock with a special guest but uh we'll see how that goes um so, Rodri, I was just saying about the Brazil-Argentina thing, um, and then the, uh, the follow-on from that is that all Brazilian players are banned from playing in the Premier League for five days this week because um, I think it's had to do with the fact that they didn't release the players. Um, did they release players? Not, 
thing is that the the didn't inform the Brazil authorities uh, or give out the right information when they've come into the country, and then they, they just made a big, massive drama out of it. When pretty sure it could have been sorted out before even kicked the ball. So yeah, it was a whole lot of drama for for no no reason. Yeah, if there was an issue with these players. Um, of, you know, not following quarantine rules or whatever it was, why on earth didn't they do it before the kickoff? It makes no sense, other than it was just to cause a big, like, scene and cause a problem. Otherwise, you would just do it before kickoff. You'd go to the referee and you'd say, well, these three players shouldn't be playing. As soon as you saw the team sheet, but they didn't, they waited, and I just think, come on. It's, uh, it's a bit embarrassing, I've got to be honest. Um, so the Brazilian players are not released by football clubs, uh, so they're now banned from playing for five days, which is basically the weekend's fixtures. Um, who do you, Which Premier League club is that going to affect the most, uh, mate? You're breaking up a bit, mate. Uh, you, uh, you're still there? City, Edison, and, and Zeus, but you've got to think, you've got to say Liverpool, you know, Firmino, the keeper, and there's one more. Who's the other one? Uh, central midfielder, is it? No. Uh, Fabinho. Fabinho. Fabinho, yes, of course, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, they must be, they must be. Yeah, it's it's really it's a weird one because I look with the way the world is now, if you're playing these footballers thousands of pounds a week and there's certain countries around the world which are still really struggling to get a hold of like COVID and all this sort of stuff, you don't want those footballers travelling to those parts of the world and putting them at risk, especially if they're not vaccinated and all this sort of stuff. Like, why wouldn't you want to put a stop to it until things get a bit calmer in those parts of the world? You've got to look after your, your assets, as it were, in terms of the players. So I do understand the play, the clubs not wanting the players to go. Yeah, I think if for United, it doesn't make a big difference because Fred, they've got other players who can play there. But for Liverpool, for Man City, it could be a problem. Um, right, uh, Alexander Rodri asked for the our predictions for Man United Newcastle. So you said five or six nil, didn't you? Um and I will go with um uh, what will I go with? I'll go with I will go with I think three nil United just because I just see that the way they go. Man City, yeah, you're right there, Craig. Man City could be struggling for a for a keeper. Um, let's just change that back. Right, sorry, mate. You were breaking up a bit then. I don't know what was going on. Uh, 
But Man City could be struggling for a keeper then, couldn't they? Because isn't their sub keeper a Brazilian uh, international as well? I'd have to check that, but I'm, I'm sure. Did they keep Scott Carson though? Oh yeah, possibly. Yeah, they yeah they did. I think I think I just read that then. So they got Edson. Oh, it's uh, have a look now because there's a thing. Yeah, Man City faced goalkeeper crisis as Brazilian players uh, hit with Premier League ban. So, yeah, so Scott Carson is basically their only choice, or they go and um, because their number two keeper, uh, Zach Stefan, is out after testing positive to COVID while he was on international duty with the United States, and that's the point I was making, mate. Is these football clubs, they don't want their players travelling all around the world when they're not in control of the bubbles and the things they're in because it can cause all sorts of problems. Um, right. Uh, Rodri, I appreciate your, your time as ever, mate. It's uh, always good fun to chat. It's a bit of a shame we had some internet issues at the end, but, mate, it's always uh, always good crack. And I look forward to next week discussing Ronaldo scoring eight goals versus Newcastle and uh, United beating Newcastle. Cardiff City will win 6-0 tomorrow as well. There we go. It's, uh, it's all good, mate. Um, guys, thanks for watching and uh, joining us as ever. We'll be back next Friday. And uh, I'll be dropping a, a couple of shows over the weekend. And I'm back live on Sunday. But uh, do join us for all the live shows because uh, I've got a few announcements coming as well with regards to new content guests etc so keep an eye on the social medias download the audio version and of course follow all the Facebook pages cheers Diggs G-I-G-G-S no Roderick is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you I respect your opinion Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me, but in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Sports Social Podcast Network.